Good morning, my name's Julianne. Um, I'm a senior at Mountain Brook High School and next year I'll be going to William and Mary. I've had the blessing of growing up in the Episcopal Church. For as long as I can remember, we've been coming to church on Sundays, eating dinner with my grandmother here on Wednesday nights, and making those delicious empty tomb rolls on Easter. And growing up in the Bible Belt South, it wasn't until a few years ago that I met some people who weren't devout Christians. The summer before my 10th grade year, I had the wonderful opportunity to go to Hawaii for two weeks through an organization called Wilderness Adventures. There, we were camping, surfing, snorkeling, as well as working with local organizations to clean up the rich and diverse environment. I was so excited. Two weeks camping, which I had never done before, with 12 absolute strangers halfway around the world and with no access to my cell phone, sign me up. As you can guess, my mom was a nervous wreck. There I had the most amazing adventures. We saw a green sand beach, and we camped on a black sand beach, and I learned how to cook delicious eggs and bacon on our portable grill. We got to stargaze under the most magnificent stars I've ever seen. We had mud fights while working on a terra farm, and we got to dip in a beautiful clear waterfall afterwards to clean off. I learned to create a community with people I had only just met, and being in our own little world with no outside communication made it so easy to just fall into the comfort of each other's spheres. Getting to know more about each other's lives back home and hearing or sharing deep, dark secrets that no one else had heard. It was two of these new friends who got to telling me that they were agnostic and atheist, respectively. And though I knew what these words meant and even knew people had these ideas, I had never actually met anyone who believed them. These words sat in the back of my mind for the rest of the trip as I began to mull over how they could come to believe in the absence of a God when my whole life his presence had seemed so obvious. That night, we got to hike around these beautiful green mountains. We were nearer to sea level, and as the mountains towered over us, our trip leaders instructed us to take a few minutes of silence to ourselves. It was sitting there, watching this orange sun fade behind magnificent and massive mountains that I couldn't help but think, how can you not believe in God when we sit and watch something as grand as this? In today's reading of the gospel, Jesus helps his disciples when they initially catch nothing while fishing, instructing them to cast to the right of the boat. This time, they catch 153 fish, so many that it's too hard to even bring the net back in. Though they were coming back empty-handed just a little earlier, now they were practically rolling in the fruit of their successes, all thanks to Jesus' help. They don't even dare to ask the name of the man who helped him, who helped them, knowing already that it was their teacher. See, it's easy to believe in God through his acts of magnificence. Watching the sun set in Hawaii, a blind man gaining the ability to see, or catching 153 fish when before you had none. It's much harder to believe in the might of our God in the 20-minute rush out the door to get to school on time, in the tired drive home from dance at 10 p.m., or simply in our everyday and routine tasks. I've been blessed to grow up in an environment where I never had to question God's presence in my life, but as I grow older and time moves faster, it gets harder to find God in moments of stress and worry, which take up more of my time daily. So as I grow through and with my faith, taking the leap to college in another state, knowing that hurdles and roadblocks will be in my way, 
I hope that I can find solace in the moments where God isn't making magnificent, grandiose gestures or changes in my life. I hope to recognize God's presence in the moments I feel lost, alone, and afraid, rather than sure of my faith. Those are the moments that will be trying, but that will allow myself, that will allow me to know myself the most fully and to truly grow in my relationship with God. And as the sun sets on this chapter of my life, I can feel secure knowing that my faith is a journey of grand moments and small doubts and that God's love for me can overcome them all. Good morning, um, I'm Julia. I'm a senior at Mountain Brook High School and I'll be attending University of Montevallo in the fall. Jesus' disciples did not question his invitation to breakfast. They did not dare ask, who are you? I've had so many experiences in my life where I had to just go with the flow and not question the advice I'd been given. Growing up, I did not enjoy church very much. The church I grew up in, everything just felt very slow. The sermon, the music, everything. I just could not wait till it was time to leave and Sunday was over. <clears throat> Sorry, I just felt real no connection to the church. I have always believed in God, and I was baptized and confirmed Episcopalian, but I never truly felt the, the connection and relationship with Christ everyone talked about until one summer my mom forced me to go to a camp called Camp McDowell. I felt so nervous going to camp for the first time that I made my mom introduce me to the girls in my cabin, one of which became one of my close friends many years later. Everyone had been going to camp for their whole lives, and there I was, someone new. I felt so out of place, and I could not have been more mad at my mom for making me go to this strange place where I knew absolutely nobody. I was in an awkward place in my life. I had just graduated elementary school, and I was about to start junior high. As camp opened its arms to me, I started to feel at home. I finally had a place where I could absolutely be myself with no judgment. I felt surrounded by love. I felt in touch with God for the first time in my life. The thing about Camp McDowell is it truly is God's backyard, and I finally felt that feeling I'd been craving for so long. I have met some of my best and most constant people in my life that I deeply cherish at Camp McDowell. I went to camp for seven more years after that until my senior session, and trust me, it was hard to get me to leave. My favorite memory from senior session was watching everyone sail during Come Sail Away. When that song plays during canteen, everyone runs around the rec hall and sails. My friend pulled me aside and said, let's watch this time, and we did. We just stood on the stage crying and soaking up all the love and joy in that rec hall. It was such an amazing moment, and I felt God right beside me and my friends as we cherished our last few days as campers together. I had cried so hard during my senior session that when it came down to my senior speech and reflection, all I could do was sob. I wasn't able to go to camp anymore after that, and after my final youth events, I started to feel lost. I had grown up with such a wonderful thing, and I did not know how to keep it in my life. Then I went through Happening in March. If you don't know what Happening is, it's an absolutely amazing retreat for youth where everything is a surprise, and you learn more about the Episcopal Church and traditions. And it's such an incredibly life-changing weekend, I could not recommend it more for anyone who has not been. That weekend absolutely changed my life. I felt so overwhelmed with God's unconditional love that weekend that it was hard to come home. But like camp, eventually it was over, and I did not know how to keep continuing this journey I was on. I felt filled with so many with questions, so I talked to my friends and trusted counselors and told them I was looking for a home parish. I was told to come to St. Stephen's. Just like how Jesus reached out and invited his disciples to breakfast and they took his advice without any question, I was invited to come to a church that I did not know too much about, but I did not question. And little did it know, did I know it would be such an amazing thing. 
just like how the disciples trusted that Jesus would lead them right. I trusted in God's plan and let myself be led. My first time going to EYC, I was welcomed with open arms and I immediately felt at home at St. Stephen's. I finally have a church home I can always come back to and I could not be more grateful for all the love I have been shown. I believe wholeheartedly in the kindness of strangers and I think Jesus is the biggest example and role model of treating people with kindness. We are told to walk in love every day and I'm so thankful to have such a prime example to look up to like I do in Jesus. Hey y'all, if we've not met before, my name's Lauren Jones. I'm about to finish my junior year at Mountain Brook High School, and I've been so lucky to have grown up in this amazing church. I've always been an active member of this church, starting in preschool to Club 56, all the way till EYC now. And I've gone to Camp McDowell for as long as I can possibly remember. I've been a representative of the youth department this past year as program director, and serving again this coming year on youth department, and cannot wait to be happening rector of 81 in the fall. I could not be more grateful for how these ministries have shaped me and grown me into the person that I am today. And at all of these events, it is with great pride that I say that I'm from St. Stephen's Birmingham, because if y'all did not know, we have one of the best youth groups in the entire diocese. As for many people, my love for this diocese all started when I went to Camp McDowell. It was a place of fun games, pasture parties, and lots of candy at Canteen. But as I've gotten older, I've been able to make some lifelong friendships and further my faith through the amazing programs and the immense amount of love the people in this diocese have shown me. While going to Camp McDowell, EYC, and other youth department events, I've gotten to see what true fellowship under Christ looks like. And let me tell you, I have loved every single minute of it. So much so that if you ask my friends and family where I spend most of the time, they will confidently be able to tell you at church and that I basically live here. And they're not wrong. I go to camp four or five times a year, maybe more, and I go to YD meetings once a month, and I go to church pretty much whenever y'all will have me. Church has always been a place of comfort for me. So whenever I have a bad day, I know that soon enough it will be a Wednesday or a Sunday, and I'll be able to be surrounded by the unconditional love and acceptance that I've always been given here. One thing that EYC has especially taught me is how to care for one another. In today's gospel, Jesus tells Simon Peter to feed my lambs and tend my sheep. By this, I think he means that as Christians, we're called to check in on one another, to love one another. I have received this love from so many people, even when I didn't realize it. My church leaders, friends, camp counselors, and so many more have poured the unconditional love of Christ into me my entire life. A love that made me feel important, valued, and cared for. UIC has created a safe space for me to go to, just as I am. On my worst days and my best days, I know that I will be loved the same. And as cliche as it sounds, I cannot imagine what my life would be like without experiencing this love. So I try to share it with everyone that I can. For me, this can be asking a friend about how their day was, listening to the person that feels like they have no one else to talk to, begging someone to come to EYC by calling them every single week, or simply smiling at someone as I walk by. I know these things may seem small, but this place has taught me that it's the small things that matter. You never know how the small things will build up, and who knows, that small thing that you did might be the best part of someone else's day, and remind them how truly loved and cared for that they are. To close, I'd like to speak to the parents of the future youth of the diocese, or the current. Sign them up for camp as soon as you can. Encourage them to go to Club 56 and EYC. I can almost guarantee that they'll love it and that you won't regret it. Now, they might not always love camp at first, or they might say that they don't have any friends at EYC, but encourage them to try again. The people in this youth group I've met and the people that I've met through the diocese are people that I wouldn't trade for the entire world. 
They are truly my very best friends, and I wish every person in my age group was lucky, as lucky as I am to experience the love that I've found here, a part of the St. Stephen's Youth Group. It has truly been one of the best things that have ever happened to me.